All right, guys, here we go, Nord East Podcast. The Vikings are currently in the playoff picture. How exciting is that? We are going to break down the biggest fight the world has ever heard of with uh, Floyd May- Mayweather taking on one of the Paul brothers. And uh, we're also going to talk gopher hockey and why you need to be on the bandwagon. Also, Loons, playoffs, championship possible. We're getting excited for the parade. Here we go, Nord East Podcast. And here we go, Nordy's podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty well, man. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing so-so in the world of sports casting. Uh, we will get into that later. Um, but before we dive into a red-hot edition of the Nordy's podcast, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's podcast. Also, subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts from, and uh, give us that five star review that we have earned over how many episodes have we done almost 430 i think yeah over 430 i think we have earned you guys to give us that five star review if you haven't done so yet um so guys great episode coming up here before we start this episode what are you guys drinking since we're distance casting disc casting what are you guys drinking at home right now can we just call it homecast that's just so much easier than Distcast. It's just I, so operating. But anyway, we're sticking with it. We're going with Distcast. All right. Uh, I went, again, trying to support some of the South Minneapolis places. I went uh, kind of across town um, to Venn Brewing. Um, they're right by the light rail, 38th and Hiawatha, roughly. I'm drinking their Sabro Hazy Pale Ale. It's a it's Sabro-only hopped beer. It is... Phenomenal. This is, uh, you know, you have hazies all the time, and sometimes they're just like meh. This one's, this one's really good. I would give this like a ninety-one overall. Uh, it's a really good beer. beer. All right, I am doing Lupulin. Our friends at Lupulin they sent us beer mail, which was so nice. We appreciate that. This is their latest um, sophistry, and it is a, it's a hell of a banger, man. This thing is Sultana, Sabro, Columbus, Falconer's Flight Hops. So a big mix. Super, super tasty beer. Good work. I like how you uh, said us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They sent us beer. I gave one to Eric. Yeah. Oh, okay. Lucky. <laughs> All right. So um, I'm drinking Arbiter, and it's uh, their Wee Cusp. Now, this is exciting to me because um, one of my buddies actually is one of the guys starting this, and uh, this is their Session IPA. They just came out in liquor stores the last few days. Um, they're $8 um, Crowlers that you can go pick up. I got it at Stinson, which is my favorite liquor store. Um, so go check it out. Their cans look awesome. And I think they had like five different kinds in there. So um, go check it out. Support a really cool new brewery. Um, for those of you guys who are interested, it's on uh, Minnehaha Avenue in Minneapolis as well. So Arbiter cool. Brewing Co. Go check them out. I'll keep an eye out for them uh, trolling around here in uh, South slash Edina. Okay. Please do. All right, guys, here we go. It's warm-up time, and uh, we've got to get loose to make this podcast great for you guys. Uh, what's going on? What's our warm-up? Okay, get ready to stretch. Um, we got to think about this because there is a chance that as Glenn Taylor has not successfully been able to sell the Timberwolves yet, that it may move town. It may leave the cities. Somebody may buy it. There's a lot of big cities out there that do not have a basketball team. Now, if this happens... Do you try to be fans of the, you know, Edmonton Timberwolves or do you jump on the bandwagon of another team? And what team would that be? What's your move so, in the scenario? So do we do we become free agent fans at that point is really I what you're asking. Become free agent fans. Yes. I think you can, you know, no one's going to no reason to support some other random city's team. And that would be about the connection we would have to the Timberwolves at that time. So, um, Pretend you're in Oakland, California, and all your teams are leaving. So I believe that this can happen because I think with the new renovations to the center, there's like a 10-year period that they can't move or something like that. They'd have to buy out that that contract, which would be very expensive. So here's what I'll say. If my team well, let's just let's just assume that it that it's gonna happen and that the T Wolves are gonna move. Yeah, so 
here's the thing. If if my team's leaving town, there's no way in hell I'm following them. Screw them for leaving. Uh, and if I have to choose a new team um, in the NBA, uh, I probably would jump on the bandwagon with Chicago because Midwest team, cool city, drivable, and – the United Center is a dump, so I feel just like so good right now that it would be like awkward. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be picking like, you know, some super favorites or something. It's like a, a decent time to become a Bulls fan. I think I would. I, I think the location would matter less to me than like the makeup of management, right? I. I okay. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't pick like the Spurs because you know uh, that's too much of a bandwagon thing. Um, I wouldn't pick. I definitely wouldn't pick Milwaukee. I, I, I have no reason to root for anything in Wisconsin, and that includes if the Twins picked up and left tomorrow. I would never become a Brewers fan. Um, it would be really difficult. I think. I, I think I would want to like uh, search around, but then like pick a mid-level team that like could be on the rise soon. Like I feel like Denver. Mm-hmm. Could be a cool pick. Um, so I, I uh, it's Denver in pencil for now. Okay, but that's that's where I would be leaning to. I think that's that's probably my most likely pick. I do support the Bucks. It's you know I I get that like let's hate Wisconsin, but there's really no competition between the Timberwolves and the Bucks. I've kind of supported the Bucks. They're like my East Coast team or you know Eastern Conference team. Um, so that's maybe my answer, but otherwise, you know, I visit Denver quite a bit. They have a very cool fucking city. Um, that's probably, plus you can buy weed there, which is very cool. I think I'd go with the nuggets officially and you can, you can put that in pen. Can't believe that you like the Bucks. Why not? Who cares? Giannis is great. He's a nice guy. What's your problem? You, well, you can like Giannis, but you don't need to like the whole team. You can't wait to get out of there. They don't even have any fans in Wisconsin. They need some fans from around the world. Good. See, here's my thing. Teams that don't have fans and states that don't care about the sport don't deserve fans. Like It's not their fault. Like the Tampa Bay Lightning, like they don't deserve fans. They don't deserve to be good. The people there don't care about them. The people who deserve it are the Calgary Flames, whose fans all wear matching jerseys to the game. And <laughs> like those are the people who deserve your fandom, not the crappy, poorly run team in an area that doesn't care about that sport. To be fair, I think the Lightning have a pretty good following because they've been really good for like 10 years and have like two Stanley Cups. Yeah, I still don't think people care. Everyone <laughs> like, <laughs> cares. They like don't even have good attendance and they're like epic. I don't know. Anyway. Right. Time for some news, some sports news. And there is only one place to start this week. The biggest story in all of sports Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul in a boxing exhibition coming up in a few months here. How excited are you guys for this when two titans of sports collide? <laughs> uh, 1.5 out of 10. Uh, zero. Don't much. If, if, if we're, I know we don't, we're not playing do we care in the sports, but I would say no, I don't. But it was big news. It's big sports news. People think that this guy has a chance to become an actual legitimate boxer someday. Um, is it Logan yeah, his, or Jake? His his PR people think he does because yeah. they're oh, breaking it, in money. I don't, I, Jake Paul and Logan Paul are the same person to me, even though I know one of them is much better person than the other one. I think this one is Jake Paul. Okay, that's been boxing. Um, also, okay. See, so I, gonna do, fight. I don't remember which podcast this was on, so I, I'm ripping someone popular off. I, I don't mean to. This is not my idea. But it's one of the big sports podcasts. I heard someone say that Jake Paul should just make his own celebrity boxing title belt and then crown himself the king of celebrity boxing and then mm-hmm. let other celebrities challenge him in big money fights. That's brilliant. That's not a horrible idea, actually. And it's, uh, by the way, it is, it is, it's, it's Logan Paul who's fighting Floyd Mayweather, who is Jake Paul's older brother. Okay. Okay. All right. And Logan Paul is the Logan Paul is the horrible one that did the like selfie video from the suicide forest in Japan and all that stuff. All of our yeah, brothers are jumping off ship right now because we don't know the difference between the Paul brothers. <laughs> well, I'm not 12, so let's not get into TikTok stars next. I'll scratch that segment. We are going to get into it, but well, that's how they got famous. Was fine. 
they got yeah the divine and then youtube and okay i i just put myself to sleep all right so uh (laughs) next up when taylor is looking more likely to stay uh as the owner of the team um i hate this news yeah this sucks we were so excited Remember we did like two podcasts in a row where we'd break down, oh, this group's coming in. Would you would you prefer, you know, the the Wilfs to, to make a play or Kevin Garnett's group? We were so into it. And then it just fizzled out. It just went nowhere. Glenn like Taylor what? doesn't know how to, you know, sell a team either. He doesn't want to sign people to a contract. So what sort of uh like he I mean, realistically, he's going to pass away in five to ten years. Right. I mean, uh, just statistically speaking, and I'm not I'm not advocating for that. But what I'm saying is, dude, go sell the team, like get the number you, you want or get close and then get out of here. Like, what do you need with an extra like a hundred million? You know what I mean? Like what what difference is that going to make for your your end game here in your life? Like, just get out, go to go live in Turks and Caicos. You know what I mean? On a beach yeah. somewhere. And do nothing. Like, why? Why do you want to put yourself through this? And the fans, you you have to be able to take the temperature of the city and know that like this is what we want. So just move on. But he's he just is right there. I mean, we could win a championship this year. What if he sells the team right on the cusp? Yeah. Not gonna um, all right. In other news, with the Wolves, Rudy Tomjanovic is uh, joining the team. As some kind of like player development guy, he was the former head coach of the Houston Rockets. He's a Hall of Famer, and I love moves like this where they get some experience on a staff that kind of lacks an experience. Makes sense. Um, I don't remember much about this guy, but I guess he's kind of a big deal, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at Ryan Saunders, he is very green. He is very fresh. He has not been super impressive, but what has he really had to work with? Um, somebody that's coming in with the focus of player development makes a lot of sense. We've got a lot of young players. We have not been able to take young raw talent and turn it into superstars. Um, you know, in the past, although I would say Cat is probably our exception there. I think he is maybe not a superstar, but he is he is almost top tier. But otherwise, we've kind of struggled with that. So I think that make it makes sense. I'm kind of excited. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. Um, the only thing I have concerns about is, you know, how, how close to the modern game is Rudy Tom Tomjanovich, you know? Or is he going to be like, hey, Kat, let's work on your post moves, you know, where it's just like, uh, are we gonna, how many times a game are we going to do that where he's going to, you know, post up <laughs> in a, you know? My guess is it's not so much with Cat as it is with some of those fringe guys, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I was just trying to make a joke. I, I, I think, I think Rudy would be a great addition 10 years ago. There you go. All right. Cat loses seven family members to COVID and some pretty tragic news, including his mother and his uncle. Cat um, does not seem to be in a great place as we're heading into the season. Uh, I know there are definitely bigger things than sports, but I, as a sports fan, am concerned for him, not just as a player, but also as a man as it's uh, pretty tragic and it seems like he is not coping um, well with something that obviously would be difficult for any of us. Yeah. Yeah. Some of his, his interviews lately have been kind of scary. Um, you know, him just saying, I don't take any joy in the game anymore right now. And I, you know, I, I used to just play because my mom was in the front row and now without that, it's no longer that it's no longer cathartic for me. It's not therapy for me. Um, so I hope he's getting actual therapy, but yeah, I mean, having seven family members die from COVID is horrible and, and pretty crazy. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. So hopefully we get a good version of uh, cat this year. Um, sticking with other NBA news, the NBA has announced that they were no longer randomly drug test their NBA players. Well, for marijuana. For weed. Yeah. Yeah, which is fantastic. I think that's that's so cool. Um, good for them. Once again, leading the way, being progressive. It's now legal in 10 states recreationally or something like that, close to. So um, it doesn't really make sense anymore. And I touched on Denver earlier. Like, you're going to tell their, the players you cannot indulge in a legal substance uh, because of a league rule. So they're getting rid of that, which I do appreciate. 
Some other big league news, um, Westbrook, uh, Russell Westbrook is traded for the second straight season. He is owed a billion dollars pretty much over the next two seasons. Um, I think his cap hit is like 40 or three seasons, 41, 44, and 47 million for the next two Jesus. seasons. Um, he's for another super overpaid, but not quite as long uh, on the on the books guy in John Wall, former great point guard who has had an Achilles injury and has missed the larger part of two seasons and a number one pick. Um, Westbrook is now joining uh, last year's leading points per game scorer, um, Bradley Beal, with the Washington Wizards. And John Wall, at least for now, will be playing with James Harden and uh, DeMarcus Cousins now in um, Houston. What do you think about the trade? Do they move the needle for either team? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it makes it. It's going to make DC less of a, an embarrassment. Like they'll be okay. They'll be competitive, but they're not going to go. You know, beat. I think the Nets will be better. I think Boston will be better. Um, there's. They just. It, it's not going to take them all the way. I don't exactly know what their plan is here. Westbrook is just like he is the guy that'll get you to the conference finals, maybe. I don't think he can do that. Well, he's done that once. Yeah, right. Yeah. He got to the final. Well, then, I mean, everywhere Russell Westbrook goes, everyone else's numbers go down just yeah. because he commands the ball a lot. And, and you know, in Oklahoma City, he was the guy for a while. Um, I mean, even with Durant there, the offense still went through Westbrook. Um, and I think that he's going to do the same thing to Bradley Beal. And so, like, you know, he, he was the leading point scorer last season. I think that number is going to dip pretty significantly. Um, Russ is not known as like the the team player guy, you know. He's a he's a me monster a little bit. So um, I don't know what to think of John Wall to the Rockets. Uh, sure, they'll be whatever. They'll be where they were last year. All right, guys, let's move on to some other big NBA pieces. Um, LeBron resigns with the Lakers, two years, eighty five million, on the same week that Davis. Anthony Davis signs with the Lakers five years, $185 million. So both those guys locked up for at least two years, big money contracts. I've heard a lot of people complain saying, LeBron should take less money if he wants to be great, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, stop. Why do we have to rip this guy for everything he does? He's worth every penny of it. This is in the top two greatest players of all time. I don't need to hear it. Uh, Ten finals in 11 seasons, uh, three championships, four championships. Guy's been underpaid. Yeah, he's underpaid. Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, and in now he's in L.A. Like, you don't think they're going to make up that money with like jersey sales? I mean, assuming everything goes back to normal, like, they're, they're, they're it's money well spent if you're L.A. Sticking with some yeah, more, and it's not like he's he's like Kevin Garnett re- returning to the Timberwolves on kind of like a minimum vet contract to sort of be, you know, this kind of mentor to younger players. He is a beast. He's the best player he, on the defending teams. Yeah, so I mean, he deserves the money for his gameplay, not like because of his name. Not here, not here for that. All right, um, with some more local things, two UND hockey players have decided to kneel before the national anthem um, for UND hockey games. Now, UND went into the season as the number one team in the country, and they are obviously one of the premier programs in college hockey. And um, these players so happen just so happen to be white players taking a knee in uh, protest, fighting for Black Lives Matter and social justice. So I think this is a great story. I can assume a lot of people in COVID capital USA, North Dakota, uh, don't think this is a great idea, but fuck them. Dude, one in 800 people have died there of COVID. Yeah. uh, Died, not gotten it. Over 10% of the people have been COVID. Well, and like the uh, and yeah. just just you know, south of the border in South Dakota, the governor's mom died of COVID, and she played it off like it was you know no big deal, and it's God's plan. So oh, good. Wow. That's where that's where they're at. So good for those kids for um, knowing their place in the world in a way that says I'm going to stand up in the face of adversity in a predominantly mm-hmm. white area in a predominantly white sport. In a predominant with a predominantly unpopular opinion slash stance to take, good for yeah. them. Yeah, I think it's it's super brave. Good for them. Um, 
And what a place to do it, exactly. I mean, assuming assuming they're doing it for the right reasons and not for attention or, you know, something like that or clout or, you know, whatever. No, like that, It seems that, to be, it seems to come from a good place. Okay, good, good. I didn't read anything on the article, so that's good to hear. Speaking yeah. of COVID capital, the Minnesota Gopher football team is literally a disaster. They <laughs> stop getting COVID and they should just shut down the whole season. Cancel the season. Cancel it. Yeah. Just, just cancel it. Well, they had to cancel two weeks in a row. We missed our awesome. I, I love playing the Badgers. Miss that. Miss playing Northwestern. Is that it? Yeah. Two weeks. I'm Weird. bummed. But they're going to lose those games anyways. They stink. Everybody's got COVID. What the hell? Like, why do some teams seem to do so much better job with discipline? Maybe that's like a, a gopher thing in general. They you have know, no discipline. How many times are they getting suspended, doing wild shit, partying? Like, it's just the gopher way. Hey, it's not their fault Dinky Town is so much fun. Dinky Town is a good time. <laughs> gotta get some, gotta go to the bar. They gotta get some they got they they got that craving for that Mesa pizza. You know what I mean? Gotta get that Mesa, gotta get into the just get a little fake ID going, get into what used to be the library is now the KK Club or something like that. So um yeah, I know. A little weird, but KK Club. I know. That's I think, is, club I think spelled with a, is club spelled with a K? Okay. No, it's not. But it might <laughs> okay. as well be. It seems weird. Oh, um, like so anyways, I, I get it. You know, I was a just a pile of shit in college. I was partying all the time. But I had zero expectations of me. I just had to get to my job at Menards. All right, guys. Lastly, Rosario. Eddie Rosario on waivers. Everyone's acting like this is a, something crazy. Um, Eddie Rosario is, what, 29 years old? Uh Wants to get a big contract and has been a pretty okay player for the Twins. Um, I think that we here, this is like it's worth more to you than it is to somebody else kind of thing. And uh, showing that Eddie is not really worth much to anybody. Um, I think that this means he's probably gone uh, or he signs a one-year deal with the Twins. Also, yeah, so he's like a non-tendered waiver player. So someone else can can claim him, right? But then they owe his salary plus arbitration or something. It's the weirdest thing ever. And isn't Scott Boris his agent? Yeah, I think they're just trying to get his yeah, number down it. and be like, Eddie, no one wants you sign with us for cheap. Well, he he can only play left. So there's, I mean, left fielders are a dime a dozen. I don't know what sort of money he's expecting, but the market's going to be way down. So um, and then, like I said, Scott Morris only lets his players go to free agency. Like he, he doesn't do, uh, any short-term deals. It's they, he wants them to test free agency. That's just sort of their policy. So, um, I, I feel like we have enough guys in the hopper down in the minors that we could replace his numbers. Uh, not last season, but the season before he was awesome, really great. But like Eric said, he's, he's pushing 30. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see, the, I don't see this as a horrible move. Would you rather spend $5 million a year on him or an extra $5 million on your pitching staff? Yeah, exactly. And play Alex Kirilov in left field. Done. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on to the big story of the day, the Minnesota Vikings season we're in right now, we're in right now would be in the playoffs, playing against their arch rivals, the Green Bay Packers. Oh, that's where we would match up? Yeah. Nice. Two versus seven. Um, with the Arizona Cardinals losing today, the 6-6 six and six Vikings coming off of a huge, massive, impressive victory over the 1-11 and now 11 Jacksonville Jaguars are currently 6-6 six and six and sitting in the 7 spot in the playoffs. Now, this game was very hard to watch, and it has been exactly the story of this season where the Vikings play to their opponent almost every single game of the season so far. I have faith that we're going to play a good game against the Bucs. You wonder why? Because I kind of think every game is going to be a good game for us from now on. Apparently. We play like shit against the bad teams. We play great good teams. When sometimes we lose. You have to admit, at least the Vikings are entertaining. It's too much of a wild ride for me, but, you know, for you, maybe. You know, it's like, we're going to really bring it today. What are we going to bring? Whatever the other team brings. Well, I didn't say I liked it. I said at least they're entertaining. Yeah. At minimum, they are. at least they're entertaining. Like, you're not watching boring games. Like, they might not be well-played or well-coached. It might be a sloppy mess, but, like, they're at least having a good time. 
Um, so the Vikings went 27-24 in overtime. This game was a little hectic. Uh, it started out with a like a, a pass that looked like a skipping rock uh, to LaVisca Sinault, the rookie receiver for, from Jacksonville. In this extra point, Chase McLaughlin hit a field goal to go 9 nothing after one. We got an absolutely beautiful Adam Thielen touchdown in the second quarter to make it 9-6 to because we missed an extra point. This game was nuts. Yeah, uh, Bailey joined it. Uh, then third quarter, um, like the first play of the half, we threw a pick six on a screen pass. The the third third quarter defensive touchdown scored against us in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> uh, then um, James's favorite player, CJ Ham, with a beautiful 12-yard touchdown on a great play call from Kirk. And then Justin Jefferson gets in the action with a really long uh, double move uh, with – I mean, just fried his man to score a touchdown, take the lead. They get a safety. This game is hectic. Uh, Dan Bailey field goal. They score and get a two-point conversion with under a minute to go. We miss a field goal after just absolutely butchering the two-minute drill. Uh, <laughs> both teams have chances in overtime before the Vikings run it down inside five, shoot themselves in the foot at the inch line, and end up kicking a Dan Bailey field goal to win this. This game was a mess. I mean, how many times? How many times were there like the ball on the ground, especially in the second half? It was like every series there somebody fumbled, and and sometimes that you know the the same team recovered it, but other times it was turnovers. We had an interception. Uh, we had another uh, uh, like a strip fumble by Gladney that he then ended up ended up recovering. There was a fumble that we recovered after a Dalvin Cook fumble. That ended up getting overturned because he was down by, but it was just like every five minutes, the ball was like flying around on the, on the, it was a sloppy game. It was disgusting. But like Eric said, we came out on top. I'm not impressed with this team at all. Um, I know Zimmer's going to do the, you know, they, they showed a lot of heart today. You know, it wasn't, things weren't going our way and, you know, we win. really fought through, we fought through it and it's ugly. And that's what the NFC North is all about. It's like, eh, I'm not impressed. You should destroy the Jaguars. Yeah, but I will say this. This Jaguars team has hung with a lot of good teams. The Packers had to come back and beat them at the very end of the game. Aaron Rodgers scored in the final three minutes to take the lead. And the Jaguars with a quarterback that I've never even heard of, um, Jake Luton. Mike Glennon? Oh, yeah, Luton. Got them down into field goal range before taking two sacks against the Packers before they could have beat them. So they've been feisty. They actually um, – I, I listened to a PFF podcast this week about the Jaguars, and they said that the Jaguars – have a really, 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 really talented roster with a ton of guys that are good, but they have no quarterback. And so they're pretty much just playing with a really good team that has missing the most important position and not just missing it. Like it's completely a disaster. And so they look awful because they have no passing game, but they are going to have a top two or three pick. They should bring in a new quarterback, and it could be a really good situation because they have multiple ones and twos. They're going to be a really fun team the next few years if they get this draft right. Um, but, you know, I mean, we saw some of that today. There were some really fun players on that side of the ball. Uh, but in the end, um, the Vikings offense was pretty good again. Kirk Cousins continues his hot streak. Uh, he is 28-43 for 305 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Cousins, over his last five games, has 15 touchdowns to two interceptions, which is pretty solid. I think he's like fourth in the league in touchdown passes now. Um, Delvin Cook with another big day, 179 yards scrimmage, 120 yards rushing. Um, Justin Jefferson is special. I mean, he was a special player. He had nine for 121 and a touchdown. He went over 1,000 yards. He is on pace to outdo Randy Moss' rookie year at this point. Um, Can we talk about that catch he made on the sideline? where it was pass interference like for five straight yards and he still ended up hauling it in. Like that's just, that's a special talent. That's like a DeAndre Hopkins level, uh, Devontae Adams level catch where you look at the upper echelon of receivers in the NFL, they make catches like that pretty, con not consistently, but you know, when they, when they make them, you're not that surprised. We're getting to that point with Justin Jefferson where we expect him to make catches like that. He's incredible. Um, I honestly think that Justin Jefferson, I've said this on the here before and I'll continue to say it, I would not trade Justin Jefferson for any receiver in football. 
Now, I'm not saying he's the best receiver in football. You just I, wouldn't trade him. Yeah, yeah. But he's young and he's cheap and he's healthy and he's all those things. Old, he's cheap and he like Devontae Adams is better than him. But Devontae Adams is six years older than him. Would I rather have an extra six years of Jefferson? You bet. Yeah. Uh, there's just no one I would pick at this point over him in just trade value of receiver contract. Well, especially thinking about, uh, you know, uh, prior to the draft, we were talking about how heavy it was with receivers. Uh, Justin Jefferson is by far the cream of the crop. And that's Jerry Judy and the kid from Dallas. I forget his name uh, across the board. Jefferson is blowing them all away. That's Henry Ruggs. That's Ruggs. Yeah. That's Fulgham. That's Chenault. That's Hamler. That's Higgins. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Rieger and Judy. And, like, you know, there's just a ton of guys who are having really successful rookie years receiving. And Jefferson is, like, 350 yards beyond all of them. Uh, is Rieger the kid from Philly? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. If, if Wentz and – now Jalen Hurts didn't stink. I think he'd be having a better season. Yeah, he missed a lot of time with injuries, but he looks pretty good too. Um, all right, let's move on to – oh, so next week they play at home against the Bears. No, at Tampa Bay. They play at Tampa yeah. Bay next week and uh, against Tampa Bay, uh, the reeling Buccaneers. They're one game ahead of us. They're one spot ahead of us in the playoffs. If the Vikings win this game, we go from having like a 35% chance to make the playoffs to like a 70% chance. This is the biggest game of the it's year. A tough game, though. Very tough game. I don't know. I don't think Tampa's very good. The only thing is, is uh, the only thing that worries me is we can't we can't get pressure on the quarterback. And if we're not if we don't get to Tom Brady and and force some throws with him, I think it might be a little bit of a long afternoon. That's yeah. that's my that's my biggest concern in stopping their offense. Yeah, no, I agree. I just think Tom hasn't been playing very well. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be a great game. I really do. I think that every game is going to be a good game with the Vikings from now on because they just play exactly to their competition. We play the Chiefs. I bet we play a good game. We play the Jets. Probably a good game. <laughs> just Yeah, they- well, they have been. I mean, you know, there was a couple of blowouts early and a couple on either side, either way. But for the past, all these games we've been winning, been like – very close, very exciting. Whether they're good or bad, or guys, we're five and one in our last game, yeah, which is amazing. Which is great with wins well, at, just at Green, right, just at Chicago, right. home against Detroit, home against Carolina, and home against the Jags. We lost at Dallas, which is just ridiculous. And that game was was close. Well, we lost at home to Dallas, but oh. yeah, like I mean. We, we lost by one to the Titans. We beat the Texans by eight on a last-second stop by the defense. And we lost to the Hawks by one. We got blown out by the Falcons, beat the Packers by six, blew out the Lions, beat the Bears by six, lost to the Cowboys by three, beat the Panthers by one, and beat the Jags by three in overtime. Everything has been close except mm-hmm. for two games since uh, September, yeah. essentially. Fine by me. It's been a fun year. All right, guys, let's move on to a team that we're really excited about, the real team of Minnesota, <laughs> the Minnesota United Loons. I don't know if they're the Loons! What we call them the Loons. Uh, they have, by far, the biggest game win in team history, a 3 nothing win um, at Sporting KC, one of the best teams of the past decade. Uh, they go in, and from bell to bell, uh, they whoop this team. A couple big saves to keep them in it early, and then an absolute flurry led by Emmanuel Reynoso, who's the best player the Loons have ever had by a lot. Not even close. <laughs> he played 11 games for the Loons, and in those 11 games, he has 15 assists. And That's he should have, if, if any of the Loons like, attacking players were better, he would have more than that. I think that Reynoso is like a guy who could play at like Newcastle. Easily. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not saying he's a star player. Like, he could be, like, a rotator for, like, for like uh, West Brom. He could probably, like... Play. I was just going to say, West Brom, 
he'd easily slot into their midfield tomorrow. He'd play for like a team in the Premier League. And like, I'm not trying to act like the MLS is some great league, but like to have a guy with that kind of talent in the midfield is great. And this is the kind of guy that we should want to leave. This is the kind of guy that we should hope leaves this team. Because that means that we're probably making a huge sum of money. And that is the kind of thing that will transform a team in MLS. Is a team I heard uh, I heard Arsenal's a little light in the midfield. Do you think they could uh, Arsenal <laughs> spare, 10, like, spare 10 million for a guy like Reynoso? Arsenal is mm-hmm. light everywhere. Um, <laughs> so this game tomorrow, Monday night, uh, they're going to play against uh, the Seattle Sounders, one of the most famous teams in MLS history, and uh, hopefully get a win and head to MLS Cup against the Columbus crew. And uh, at this point, in the final three teams, I think any of the three teams could win the title. And it would be really fun to have our champion back in the state of Minnesota. Who would have thunk it if it was Balloons? I'm just happy I got those season ticks, baby. Just yeah. got to hang on to those. <laughs> um, They're coming. I, I'm really excited about this. And it's fun to, to be able to hop on any kind of bandwagon like this. Um, but it would be awesome if we became a city that had like a real strong following for the loons and, um, we don't spend enough time talking about them. Uh, but if they could bring a championship to a, a state that's been desperate for one for a long time, uh, in 2020, I mean, it might be, a a, a small victory in a rough year. Well, the good news is, uh, Minnesota clubs, especially, you know, the Vikings, we've had so much success playing in Seattle. I don't see the loons uh, <laughs> faltering in any way playing, you know, in uh, CenturyLink Field. So I'm I'm pretty confident that we'll be able to hold our own there. But hey, like like Eric said, Sporting KC was supposed to blow us out of the water. Like they they were supposed to to put one. They're like the leading scoring team in the in the league, and it was going to be like a four three shootout if we were going to even have a chance. And we absolutely whooped them. Whooped them. Uh, Reynoso was just absolutely pulling the strings from midfield. Molino with two goals. We scored on a corner. And I never, uh, other than those two big, the one clearance off the line by the defender and the one saved by the goalie, uh, other than that, I never felt like we were in any real trouble. No, and they were, I mean, I remember the broadcast, they were saying, like, Kansas City is, like, the worst team uh, on free kicks at the goal. And that, it was absolutely true. They were spraying it 50 feet over the net every time. It was bad. Mm. All right, guys. We are going to quickly dive into a little Premier League update, okay? Um, So we're just going to look at the table quickly. Uh, This weekend was pretty exciting. It ended with a tie at the top um, with number one overall, Tottenham Hotspur. Um, We'll get to them in a minute, but they're first in the league. Their defense has absolutely locked people up. They played in three success in three games in a row. They played against um, City, Chelsea, and Arsenal, and they gave up zero. Um, so they really are locking everybody up. They have enough firepower with Son and Kane, who are two of the biggest weapons in the whole league. Um, Son and Kane, I would say, start for every team on earth, both of them. Um, they are two just fantastic players. They've been the, the top tandem of – scoring and assisting each other uh, over the last few years in the world, and uh, it's been more of the same for them. So as much as we don't like Spurs, they have a really strong team, and they are a real threat. Liverpool, um, it seems like has had an up-and-down compared to last year, but they have uh, pretty down, still 24 points tied for first place in the league. Um, it just They haven't been as dominant as they were last year, um, but it only makes sense when you lose your two starting center backs. Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think that the competition has gotten better, too. I feel like there's a lot of teams that have really stepped up. Um, So I I don't know. I feel like it was a combination of Liverpool being very dominant last year and also like a lot of teams just being very inconsistent. But now we have a couple teams where, you know, Tottenham, I'm looking at them being very consistent, like very fucking good no matter who they play, including top, top teams. Um, third place is Chelsea currently. Um, they got to a little bit of a slow start against Leeds United before kind of stepping on the, the, the gas and p- pumping in a few goals. Um, 
the U.S.'s own Christian Pulisic uh, put the nail in the coffin in extra time, and uh, they win 3-1 to one to keep them on pace right behind the leaders, two points off at 22 points. Um, yeah, we've got, what, nine wins? Or uh, no no losses in our last 10 Premier League matches? Did you with lose? quite a few wins sprinkled in there. So yeah, played 11 games. So you lost the first game. Oh, sorry, sorry. I guess I was thinking in all competitions. Um, third or fourth place, Lesser City, who just keep on doing it. Jamie Vardy with a big winner late in the game today. Um, also, also Jamie Vardy with the most epic uh, corner flag kick in the history of the world after he <laughs> scored that goal. He went and put his heel into it, like just thinking it would like kind of tip over, and he shattered it into a million pieces. It was unbelievable. Okay, yeah, I gotta look well, he, that up. He was, it was like the 89th minute. He got a goal, and he like sprinted to the corner flag, and I think he just he just went to like kick it over, but he must have hit it like in the right spot, and it just basically exploded. It was unbelievable. It was like a bat that shatters on a bad when pitch. You, uh, when you Google Jamie Vardy right now, the number one suggestion is Jamie Vardy corner flag. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, fifth place is a team that there's, they seem to be so inconsistent, but obviously they're a pretty good team. It's uh, Man United. And they just have so many – I mean, they've just spent and spent and spent and spent. But what it, what's happened is they have just a, an absolute plethora of attacking options, whether it's in the midfield or up front. Um, so they're in fifth place a couple points back. Man City is right there too. Um, they have a game in hand, and they are – So does so does United as well, I think. United and City have a game in hand um, a few points out. So um, United could tie Chelsea and City could go a point behind them. So they're right there in the mix as well. Um, then there's a, a little cluster of teams who probably can't win the title, um, but are, are off to great starts. That's West Ham, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, Crystal Palace, and Aston Villa, that whole little group of six right there, who's played really well. Um, Crystal Palace is scoring a ton of goals right now. Um, West Ham is getting results against tough teams. Um, David Moyes has them playing really well. Everton. The Hammers. Jess. I'm happy for Jess, Jimbo, that I the Hammers know. are back in it. She's paying zero attention. Don't worry. She Everton, doesn't know that. Everton was great um, early in the year. They've fallen off a little bit. Um, heading down the table, though, my team, the Arsenal, is in shambles, guys. I am on shambles. The, I am on the ledge. If the Vikings Buddy, come back this week, guys, I it would have been a dark place for me. People were all messaging me, and I was like, I don't even want to answer anyone. I'm so pissed. Um, Arsenal has played 13, 11 games. They have 13 points. They are in 15th place in the league. They have scored 10 goals in 11 games. They have scored two goals in their last nine, I'm sorry, seven Premier League games. They wow. are a disaster right now. They have only scored in, since October 4th on a corner. A defender scored on a corner header, and we scored a penalty against Man United to somehow beat them. Um, if Brighton wins tomorrow, they will pass us up and go into 15th. We will drop to 16th with only relegation candidates, Fulham, Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield behind us. Wow. How the mighty have have fallen. It is ugly. Wow. It is. I mean, that's the, Eric, that's the worst it's been since I can even remember like looking at the premier league table. The worst it's been since 1975. Wow. So where do you think you finish? I mean, you know, we, I asked you guys earlier, like I said, Eric, what do you do if they get relegated? And both of you, you uh, unanimously quickly agreed. There's no chance that that could possibly happen. I mean, they're in 15. Well, why not? And where do they finish then? They're in 15th place. If they, if Brighton wins tomorrow, they would go up, they'd go to 16th place. The 17th and 18th place teams combined points is the same as theirs. So right. there are still some players or some teams that are just trash. Fulham, Burnley, West Brom, and Sheffield have seven, six, six, and one point. So, I mean, okay. those teams are one of three of those four will go down. Arsenal's at no risk for that. I think Arsenal probably is forced to spend some money uh, in a way that will end up have, being irresponsible in January because you don't want to spend money in January if you don't have to because the players are all a lot more expensive. And I'm going to guess they finish in, like, 11th place. They'll, like, get hot and finish in, like, 11th. What if this, what if this is the, uh, the catalyst to get your boy ROR from the French League? But they, but they overpay a little bit. Will it, ha- will it even make a difference? 
But if, if he plays over Lacazette, he'd be very excited about that for, for the future. Not I'd for this season, but for the future. I'd be excited, but will, will it make a difference? No. We, we're shambles. It's a disaster. I'm in a dark place when it comes to soccer. Um, it also are you going to be the first? Are you going to be the first team to make Champions League while finishing like 11th at the league table by winning Europa somehow? No, because Real Madrid's headed there. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's over. <laughs> we're going to go to the final and get killed by Real. No, we'll probably draw Real Madrid in the round of 32, and they'll beat us 10 nothing or something. So it is bad, guys. Um, the league at the top though was a lot of fun. As just a true fan of the Premier League, um, watching Spurs. Liverpool, Chelsea, Leicester, United, and City duke it out for four spots, but really for one spot is going to be a blast. And I think that there's enough talent on all six of those teams that it wouldn't shock me if any one of them won the title. And I truly mean that. Like, I don't, I, I think any of those six teams with the right moves and the right coaching and the right form of some of those guys could be a contender to win this title. And that is, I mean, just, just, just based on uh, household name alone, I think Leicester would be the most shocking. I realize that people that are in the know of the league know of the talent that they have, but I think that would probably be the most shocking between the teams that you listed. Um, however, just saying Chelsea have a chance at the title is very exciting for me. You know, Jimbo, Jimbo's got the league title under his belt from last season. They were one point away the season before, got the Champions League. You've had your fun. Okay, it's time for Chelsea to get back in the driver's seat. No, uh, no, no. Where, where, where they belong. What's they gotta win more. It's just not. It's not cool enough just to like win a Champions League and then a, a you know a Premier League title. You got to keep it going, or else it's not a it's not as memorable moment in history. What scares me is that usually the best team in the Premier League champs end up being a team that's really good defensively, and obviously they have Don't to say have, that. <laughs> they obviously have to have superstar players. Um, offensively that can score games and win games. And when you don't have it, they, you know, they have enough talent to make it happen anyways. Um, and so that's what scares me a little bit about Tottenham, that they defensively are so strong right now. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in January. Some of these teams, I think it's going to be so tight that January might have a little more spending than normal. And teams across Europe are dying with money and there's going to be some dudes on the market that normally wouldn't be in January. So that is where we're headed. Um, we'll be back with some crazy uh, stuff happening the rest of this month. December is the wildest month for the premier league and for European soccer. But guys, tonight we end with a plea, a plea from me. All right. I am here to try to sell you guys on why you guys should be all over go for hockey this year. Okay. All right. Go. Guys, so if people haven't been watching Go for Hockey, this is a team that hasn't won the title in over 15 years. I think 2002 was the last time that we won the national championship. Go for Hockey is Alabama football. But if Alabama football hadn't been good in 18 years, this team is 6 and 0 to start. They started the season closer to 15th in the rankings. Now, after this weekend, they should be in the top 3. They are loaded with young talent on the blue line. And the best thing about this, guys, is when Minnesota sports are good, it very rarely is because it's a bunch of local kids. If Minnesota sports are good, it's kids from all over the country. Well, not when it comes to hockey. This team is loaded with kids from Edina. This team is loaded with kids from Blaine, from Shattuck St. Mary's. These kids have all played uh, all over the state of Minnesota in the state hockey tournament for years and years and years. And Gopher Hockey is back. Bob Motzko came from University of St. Cloud to take over a program that had been dying for years and years. And within two seasons, he has them as one of the premier programs in the country again. Also, guys, it's a goddamn pandemic. And Gopher Hockey is always on Friday and Saturday night. It's a great thing to throw on and watch. They play an exciting brand of hockey. Their jerseys are so sexy. And it's great to have a little pride in a Minnesota team that's really freaking good. It's so rare that the Gophers compete for titles, and this Gopher team could literally compete for a title. Now, the worst thing about the Gophers is that they play on a different size ring. Okay. They play, else. It's weird. They play on the Olympic-style rink, which is wider than an NHL-sized rink. So at home, they always dominate teams, and then they go to the playoffs, and they don't play on an Olympic-sized rink, and they always get beat up. So that could happen again. I'm not trying to get you too, too psyched about something that might 
uh, come back to haunt us. But Gopher Hockey is here, 6-0. and They are in the question for the best team in the country so far. They've dominated everyone. Their goalie has the best numbers in the country um, for save percentage and goals against. And this is our super exciting team. I'm begging you guys for, for a week, hop on the bandwagon with Gopher Hockey. I'm sold. I mean, I was, I was looking through the roster, and you're not kidding, dude. Like, it is – I mean, it is Delano, New Prague, Burnsville, Grand Rapids, St. Paul, Elk River, Magnolia, Blaine, Prior Lake, Edina, Maple Grove, Edina, St. Louis Park, Edina. I mean, it's just all over the Minnesota map here. It's pretty phenomenal. So Finally, finally we have a, a coach that, A, people want to play for, and, B, he's able to recruit some of these top players and keep them in the state instead of going to UND or Michigan or what have you. So I, I like that. So I don't know what their schedule is for the whole thing because I don't even know if it's been announced yet, um, but they do play this week, um, Tuesday night at Michigan and Wednesday night at Michigan. So they've had these midweek games for some of their stuff and they've had Friday, Saturday, like normal for other ones. Um, but yeah, they're going to play two games here against Michigan. They have dominated Penn State twice, Ohio State twice, Michigan State twice. Now they get Michigan. I don't know, guys. It's a really fun team. And sometimes you need a good team to cheer for. Gopher Hockey is has always been one of my favorites. And uh, I'm super excited about this season. I think they could literally compete for a national title if COVID doesn't destroy the season. So after the Loons lose a heartbreaker on Monday in the 92nd minute, on a last-minute goal by Seattle, I'm going to be fully on the Gopher Hockey bandwagon come Tuesday. Guys, right. we need this. We need this. We need something, Eric. I think we could use we need it. something. It would help. Right. Guys, that is it. Hopefully this episode worked better than last week's sportscast, which you guys never heard, but it was the best podcast of all time. Uh, <laughs> we will be putting out another episode uh, for you guys tomorrow. It's a screencast. We're back with Die Hard Rewatch with a Vengeance. L- spoiler alert, you're going to want to hear this. Die Hard 2, not that good. <laughs> and we'll do a, eventually we'll do a tribute to our sportscast episode that is buried in the vault because yeah. of uh, uh, squad cast recording issues. But we'll do a tribute to it. A, a tribute to the greatest podcast in the world. <laughs> I'm here for that. All right, guys, this is all the time we have on the Nordy Sportscast. We'll be back with you guys tomorrow for our screencast. Until then, thank you guys. And uh, go Vikings! Go Vikings!